Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, here we go on a Thursday, inching closer and closer to championship weekend. Kansas City fired up once again. Our sixth straight AFC title game to talk about in Kansas City. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you for the next four hours. We've got Dane and Hughes joining us at 11 o'clock today. We got Jason Locke and Fora from Baltimore. Give the Baltimore perspective in a half hour. And then also in the Chiefs run half hour today at 1130, Benjamin Solak. We had him on last year, I think, in the playoff run. I believe so. Uh, from the ringer, did a really nice job about Josh Allen and Mahomes and just the discrepancy between the two, but also just like that, that narrow margin at the same time. And, and so we'll get into that with Benjamin Solak and what he is seeing on film a little bit about the Ravens and, and the Chiefs and that actual matchup. So that's coming up. And then expected to still hear from Andy Reid today around 1145 or so, maybe Patrick Mahomes later on. So it is playoff week. It means everybody's talking a little bit more. So that's all coming your way here on your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Only weeks like this do you get questions from our guy Aaron Ladd like yesterday, you know? Crab cakes and <laughs> saying he's a 300-pound guy. And then he also got some good stuff out of – there was some good stuff out of Pacheco yesterday. Yeah. Some guys we don't always hear from that I wish we heard from more, you know? You also just get weird stories, uh, not just quotes. But, you know, you get weird mistakes that happen. We all make mistakes, but you, you've seen the thing floating around social media today. I quote tweeted it uh, from, I think, Awful Announcing, which was that uh, local affiliate, KNBC 9 News, who we love. But uh, they used the wrong Ravens logo. It's my high school, my alma mater. The Olathe Northwest Ravens are playing the Kansas City Chiefs, which is phenomenal. It's a tough game for my alma mater. Uh, we'll see how they fare on Sunday afternoon. They're going to get their ass kicked. I think so. By the way, what would that, just real quick, they had to play four quarters. They actually have to play the Chiefs. What's the final score? Chiefs got to go. They couldn't finish the game. Chiefs Players go would, no, they wouldn't finish on the, game. the gas the Cody, whole time. The game wouldn't be allowed to finish. They, there'd be too many injured players. Yes, yes. The game, yeah, there'd be too many injured players. Can you imagine, you know, What would junior, the score get to junior, before too many guys junior, got hurt? Junior high school quarterback in Kansas that's, you know, like 6'2", a buck 75, um and Chris Jones, Chris just, Jones just, just destroying him. <laughs> How many? What would the score get to before they didn't have enough players to continue? And uh, by the end of this first or second quarter, oh, man, dude, the quarterback would the first hit. The quarterback's done. <laughs> just, quarterback's done. Well, maybe we just roll him out. Is that the solution? Oh God! Honestly, I kind of want to see it now. But yeah, no, the mistakes happen. The interesting stories happen. I got asked yesterday. Fox came to my house last yeah. night. Rob Collins passed along a message. And they were asking about the relation to, and I had thought about the fact, if the Chiefs beat Baltimore, but kind of getting them in these uh, semifinal situations. 2014, as you remember, the Royals swept the Baltimore Orioles on their way to their first World Series in 30 years. And then now they got them in a semifinal again in an AFC title game. I was like, eh, it'd be kind of nice to get Baltimore again. The only difference is we've got no real viscera for that city. I kind of nothing Baltimore. They haven't played in enough big games against that particular city. Other than I distinctly remember 
Dunce versus the Chess Master. Oh, yeah, that headline and was And the phenomenal. nonsense that came with that headline, and Ned Yost obviously eventually sweeping him, but that was about it. Good stuff. Love good AFC title game week. I'm getting a little too yeah. used to it, I'll be honest. Then, I so it's AFC title game week, and I understand that sometimes these stories fire up a little later on. But are the Chiefs in any way, like, is it starting the pressure to kick up over the completion of a dynasty? I don't know why that conversation wouldn't start now. I know it's in full force if they beat Baltimore on Sunday. Because then they got a chance to win their third Super Bowl in five years. They would have appeared to their fourth Super Bowl in five years. All of that stuff. But I would think that that would bring a lot of pressure. I'm surprised Andy hasn't been asked about it. Patrick hasn't been asked about it. They are on the doorstep of actually doing it. And again, this team is plenty good enough, as those other dynasties were. You don't get to six straight conference title games and have a chance to go to four Super Bowls in as many years as they've been around in six years as Patrick Mahomes was a starter if you aren't as good as those teams. But the actual completion of it is how you become it. So yesterday, I believe Mahomes was somewhat asked about it, right? We, we, we had When we had Mahomes on, and you, you heard him here on 610 around, what was that, 12, 15 or so yeah. yesterday, he, he was asked in some regards, like, hey, do you feel like you guys are kind of doing what the Patriots did? And then what was Mahomes' response? It's like, well, they did that over like 20 years. We got a long ways to go. We got to take it year by year, week by week, et cetera. So I think that was the closest question we've had to it. But I understand why. I mean, that it, the dynasty stuff doesn't really start until they get to another Super Bowl. I mean, I think that for the masses, at least. And I understand that. I mean, we will have three weeks, essentially, of, oh, now are they actually a dynasty or not? Are they went away from that? Di- All that is, you I can promise you. Do you get a dynasty if you just go to the Super Bowl and win two but appear in four? That'll be the conversation, right? And, I mean, at least and, they would have won some of them. It's not like the Bills I, who went to four straight but didn't win anything. The AFC appearances, title game appearances are ridiculous, six straight and all of that. But ultimately, when people think about dynasties, it usually is Super Bowls, it's rings, or in sports, it's rings, period, and and, and championship runs. And so I, I'm not surprised that it's not this. Like, to me, it shouldn't be the story heading into this Baltimore game. I, I really don't believe it should at all. They need to beat Baltimore to get to a Super Bowl. Then that puts you in position, and not just within striking distance, but you're there as far as a dynasty. But just oh, yeah. in an AFC title game, as impressive as that is, and this is, again, not downplaying how tough it is just to get to where they're at, but we are talking about the you know dynasty, the greatest. You're talking in about their, five teams in history yeah. that exist in, so, in all of the NFL. Yeah. So that's why, like, and, and pressure, I don't think there's any pressure per se yet. That, that, comes, that comes after the win against Baltimore. All the pressure this week, man, is on the Baltimore Ravens. They're oh, next a, week, there'll still be it, more pressure on the team they face. I'm convinced, yeah, no they, matter who it is. You know, it's it's weird because preseason, we know the expectation with this football team when you have Mahomes, Reed, and, and, and Kelsey. Super Bowl or bust. Super Bowl or bust. And I don't disagree with that whatsoever. We mentioned how expectations can shift based on how a team is playing, but the goal was still the goal. And I think at times, especially after the loss to the Raiders, fan expectation of what they could do in the playoffs in large part, maybe decrease to, hey, win a playoff game, and then they might lose in the divisional round. Well, now they're in an AFC title game. I think the expectation has gone back up, but nationally, there's no pressure on the Chiefs, I feel like, because everybody's looking at this Ravens team who, on paper and everything that's going on, like they should win. Like the Ravens probably should win. If we're just like, if you just plug it into a computer, which is not how this game you is said played. How they played this year, how they beaten playoff teams, it's, roster construction, all of it. Yeah. And fortunately the game's not played through a computer, but if you plugged in a computer, the chiefs would probably lose this game a majority of the time, just based on the current setup of the everything going yeah, on. Most likely the beautiful thing is the computer doesn't account for Patrick Mahomes. The computer can account for one particular game. And for what Tom Brady was able to do with the Patriots. And that is just will your team through 
that that it's probably not even giving enough credit to the defense when I say that. But that that's what's interesting. It's not pressure filled week, dynasty talk, none of that. That's next week, Cody. That, that's next week if the Chiefs win. I know that last week we obviously thought that there was still a pretty sizable difference between Andy Reid and Harbaugh because that's the other part. You had mentioned the thing that gives us confidence about the Chiefs. The thing that gives us more confidence than anything is well, they got Patrick Mahomes. That's the easiest thing to simplify. Where do you still rank Harbaugh? See a top five coach no matter what? I mean, he, he this team finished last in the division two years ago, but also they've been the number one seed two times in the last, what, five years? They were 14 and two. What was that, 2019? The year the Chiefs uh, first got through the Super Bowl, they were 14 and two. Yeah, they probably to won quickly, 10 or more games, I'm guessing, uh, four out of the last five years. I'm trying to real quickly just type out a top five to answer your question. Reed, Shanahan, McVay, Harbaugh, Tomlin. That's who comes to mind immediately when I think, uh, and Belichick's not coaching currently, but Belichick obviously would have to be still in the top five. I'm, I, I still believe that. I think for me is like active, not all time, active coach. Belichick's probably just outside the top okay. five for me. Finally. Yeah. Tomlin probably flirting the, with that. The, the, but to me, the non like the, the ones you just can't debate as current top five coaches in the league are Reed Shanahan McVay. And, and Harbaugh, I think, but I, the three that I don't think anybody will question, Reed, Shanahan, McVay, some people will question Harbaugh or Tomlin if they should be in the top five. I have Harbaugh in my top five, but no, Reed, Shanahan, McVay are the three that I think every top five current coaching list has to have. The thing that gets Harbaugh is that he hasn't won a Super Bowl in, you know, 11 years, and he hadn't won a, uh, like, he'd only won, like, a playoff game during that entire time. But since getting Lamar which is what matters because this is how we judge any coach. This is the thing about Bill Belichick that you've probably got a point on as far as where he ranks is since getting Lamar, they've won the division uh, three of the last six years. And that's been a very competitive division. They were in the playoffs two of those other three years that they didn't win it. And then they just had one bad year where they went eight and nine. Yeah, fine. He's not holding on to the above 500 streak. Like has been taking place in Pittsburgh, seemingly endlessly forever, but they're a playoff team every single year that they have Lamar Jackson pretty much all but one really or and I guess two out of three or no all but one at least at that point so they're competitive it's just normally when you put in that category can you get to a Super Bowl can you get to a championship game can you fight for it? Shanahan's in the NFC title game seemingly every year yeah Matt LaFleur's mother must be texting in eight straight times on the text got line it, and we, we got it thank you appreciate that yeah no he's a hell of a coach I don't think he's a top five coach yet get to an I mean I Again, this is the thing with Harbaugh has a Super Bowl title. He's got conference title games appearances. He had been to two out of five years conference title games. He's now in another one. He's won a Super Bowl. LaFleur's never even played an NFC title game. So, like, I, he's, you know, or coached in an NFC title game. He does that. We'll have a different conversation. And I get it. Shanahan's never won one, but he's been to a Super Bowl. He's got a chance to go to another Super Bowl. And McVay's won one. You and I have talked about this before. And the reason why we give Tom on the edge is, again, does have a Super Bowl title. It was all the way back in his first year of coaching when he inherited a team, but he keeps his team afloat. Yeah, yeah I think they, I was trying to think, I think LaFleur has been in an NFC title game. Okay, though. fine, great. I think he has. Then the one he's got, at least on the other end. I, I always mean they, I think the, the Packers hosted it. That was the year oh, yeah, where the, right. the Bucks, the, the Chiefs right. played the Bucks, but it would have been the Packers, and, yeah, and right. the Bucks won by like four or five points. Sure. Anyway, so, anyway. Okay, so right in that same range. No, fine, he, he's but. a phenomenal coach. I just don't think he's, he's in the top five. Someone yet. says Dan Campbell's <laughs> mom is here, too. <laughs> hey, he's done a great it, job. Yes, he really yeah, has. Yeah, I can't put him top five yet, but if Dan Campbell gets the Detroit Lions to the Super Bowl, and, and, and then, then you can start having more of a conversation. There's There's got to be a little more longevity than just one year of making the postseason, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It is so funny because, like, we we obviously know that the Chiefs are always going to have more playoff experience than these other teams when it comes to the dynasty stuff. 
But every single year, seemingly right now in the playoffs, is either somebody will win the Super Bowl for the first time, or Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid will just keep winning it. Like, that's it. Either <laughs> Kyle Shanahan or Dan Campbell. Harbaugh would be, obviously be a second Super Bowl title. But, like, quarterbacks, right, all would be first-time winners. Hell, last round was, was going to be all first-time quarterback Super Bowl winners. And only a couple of them that had even appeared because they had golf. Thinking of Harbaugh, what about his brother, Jim Harbaugh? Let's talk about him because uh, now it's official. It he is the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. Let me first say before we have some fun, I think it's a hell of a hire. I really do. Jim Harbaugh, to me, is a hell of a hire. He's, what, 44-19 in his NFL coaching career. All he did was win when he was with the 49ers. I think it actually is a phenomenal hire for the Chargers. If you think about the coaching pool that was available, you think about what they're coming from, and you got a quarterback there, I actually think it's a phenomenal hire. However, the quick, very, very quick reaction already for everybody to start crowning them. I thought we were going to wait till June. No. I saw. Didn't even let the Chiefs I finish saw, their active season. I saw Kevin Clark say within the next four years they're winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not surprised. They'll, be in, they'll probably be, well, I, no, not, I didn't even mean to, to go down this road. I was going to say they'll probably be an SI article, but unfortunately maybe there won't be. But there'll oh, be yeah. an article from somebody, some website. A different pe- a, publication. A different publication this summer, like always, that will pick them to win the AFC West. So I think it's a great hire, but they got some work to do still out in L.A. It's certainly work to do before we talk about the Super Bowl for crying out loud. It's not even just the Chiefs angle. I'm talking, think about who all's in front of them. over the, Like, you wouldn't take the Chiefs part of it out. It's Cincinnati is still better positioned and better than you. Ravens. The Ravens are maybe, you know, are not maybe they're a win away from going to Super Bowl. Texans. The, the, we'll see about the Texans. Yeah. Financially, I mean, they're, better they're financial better. and draft pick compensation they, perspective, you know, and then let's not get ourselves as far as Super Bowl. You still got the teams on the NFC. Like I, I, it's funny. It's laughable to me. It's a great hire, but this quick reaction to be like, Oh, now they're all set is, is also ridiculous. So immediately, obviously I want to fire off the AFC West champs 10 years in a row joke. And just fired off, unfortunately. The Chargers made a good hire. I think we can all admit it. Yep. Harbaugh's entire coaching career is very simple. He comes into teams that are bad and immediately makes them good. He took over a like one-win Stanford team, and then they were going to freaking Rose Bowls. Michigan was 5-7 and seven the year before he showed up. They just won their first national championship in like 30 years. When he took over San Francisco, they were a five-win team with Alex Smith as their starting quarterback. The very first year he was a starter, they were they were competing for a Super Bowl, and they were 13 wins. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good hire, but it doesn't – here's the difference between where I would have thought about this before and where I think now and where the rest of the AFC West is. The AFC West has all gotten better in the last two-year coach. Sean Payton, I might think he, like, underperformed – uh, with Drew Brees, he's better than Nathaniel Hackett. That's an upgrade. Josh McDaniel is one of the worst head coaches ever, just like McDaniels. Okay, so Pierce is an upgrade. Harbaugh is an upgrade over Staley. There's no doubt they've all gotten better in that department. I used to, as a Chiefs fan, fear when other teams got better, figured out quarterback or figured out coach. I don't fear that anymore. Somebody's going to actually have to step up and beat the Chiefs before, I, yeah. before I'm going to give you all the props you want no. for hiring one head coach. Now, if I told you looking at the coaching candidates and, and where would Harbaugh have ranked on the, oh, this is the, this is the right hire for the Chargers, I would have said it would have been near the very top of the list. I, I don't know if they could have made a better coaching hire. Way too early to, to start crowning them or, or anything. It's laughable to, to do that. They got a lot of decisions to make. But between the available candidates out there, I do think the Chargers probably you got the, the, the best one that they could have for their organization that fits. It might be the best 
Yeah, it might honestly be the best fit out of anybody. And again, we liked the Staley hire. Doesn't mean these things can't blow up. Thank it's you for bringing a, that up. Exactly. It's just a lot less likely with a guy like Harbaugh than it is with coordinator whose name we like, right? It's just a lot less likely with Ben Johnson. But everyone loved the Staley hire. Hell, for two years, they loved the Staley hire. For two years, they loved the, loved the GM hire of Mike Mayock for the Raiders. And then things go south quickly. That's the thing that Patrick Mahomes continues to do. People might like the Pierce hire. They might like the Peyton hire. They might like this one. Patrick Mahomes gets some people fired for fi- for hirings you like because you can't ever get past him still. At least with Harp, so the when you're, you know, like Antonio Pierce, I think no question in, in Las Vegas about his leadership, right? The question will be about coaching. And that's yeah. why he's been smart enough already and said, hey, I'm going to bring in a bunch of experienced ex-NFL head coaches maybe to join my staff. I think it's a smart idea. But overall, the head coach, you know, as much as anything, is just being a leader, right? And, and Harbaugh, I think, clearly has shown over his career. That's not a question that he can do that. I think some people were questioning yeah. developing quarterbacks recently because until J.J. McCarthy at Michigan, uh, he hadn't had a ton of success in college. Now, the beautiful thing is Herbert, while he's not a finished product, he's obviously better than anything you've had at, at Michigan as your quarterback, even sure. though Harbaugh said McCarthy, what was like the best quarterback in Michigan history or whatever. Okay. Um, but other than that, you're going through hires like Ben Johnson, who we all think is gonna be the next head coach with the commanders. Great offensive mind. We don't know if he can be a great leader yet. You know, you D'Amico Ryan, clearly a great leader already down in Houston. No, nobody's you know, right. Oh, right away. Clearly a great yes. leader. So it's, it's as much as yeah, be a great offensive minded coach. That's what I want but also can you be someone that is able to operate uh, an organization and be a leader of the organization? And if you're someone that's a great play caller, but can't lead, that's a problem as much as the other. Like I know we always wanted to just, well, just get the bright offensive mind and it's automatic success. Not so much. <laughs> There's plenty of bright offensive minded individuals, but they can't lead. I do see the text again and be like, Hey, they were again saying on get up that Reed was going to walk away and Belichick was going to come to Casey. That's continuing because Florio keeps doing interviews and then being like, Chiefs fans keep getting mad at me. I don't know else to say this. I've talked to enough people that would make you think the Chiefs have to at least think about the possibilities. Like, it's the most non-committal Andy Reid is leaving after the season reporting I've ever heard. This is like the person on Twitter who said, I've heard there's a possibility that Kansas could maybe one day take on this for that reason, and we'll see. Because you can back out of the reporting and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I never said it was definitely happening. I just said there's enough people who have mentioned the possibility that Andy Reid could one day retire in some circumstance. But I always go back, like, we've talked about this. Andy is still six, seven years younger than Bill Belichick and a couple of these other guys who were still coaching in the league ranks. And then the most recent hire, as you just mentioned, with Harbaugh for the Chargers, he's only five years younger than Andy. What do you think, some spring chicken? Like, he's only five years uh... younger and like... You know, like we always pretend like that there's some massive gap between these two. And I understand that Florio wants to just stir it up and gets clicks for his website was, and those things. But what was bizarre, what was bizarre though, Cody, like, so Florio, I'm with you. But then uh, this morning I got a text from somebody that said, Hey, are you watching ESPN? Let me find the exact text. Are you watching ESPN? And I was like, No, they go, Schefter just pondered on TV if Andy Reid would retire and would KC look for Belichick. Then someone else said, Good morning, football was doing it today. That's where I get a little more like, Huh, what the hell's Why going on? Why is everybody on? doing this? It, you know, that, that's when I'm starting to th- think a little bit differently. I still overall call BS on it unless somebody knows something's going on with Andy. Andy Reid that nobody else knows, right? Because I still believe unless health is preventing it, he's not walking away from the best quarterback in football in his prime. He's just not. Why, <laughs> why would you do that? Also, it, it, I just <laughs> want to be clear. Don't want Belichick. I yeah, just, also, no. I, I don't want a defensive-minded head coach with patch moments. I'm good. I'll, I, if you want to keep the same staff, I have Steve Spagnuolo handle my defense. Thank you very much. I'm good. God, who? Uh, Frabel? 
No, I don't want a defensive mind as well. I want an offensive-minded head coach. I got my defensive coordinator. I want an established head coach. I don't just want, like, random OC. I'll be honest. I want, like... I want the guy that I know is good. Yeah, I need Sean McVay to retire this year and then yeah, come back in, and, and in two years come back to the league and when Andy maybe didn't retire. Jackpot. That's the dream scenario across the board. Meanwhile, there are still openings. Bill Belichick's still technically up for some of these jobs. Is he not going to get hired? This. this guy is going to go he down. Might not get hired. I don't know. Man. He might end up with the most wins in NFL history if he gets hired. And and he's you know he's sixteen wins away and seems like nobody's going to hire him. Or is he only interested in the Falcons job? Like that seems like that's his only option now. People That's think crazy. that the Commanders is a lock with Ben Johnson, right? Yes. That's the rumor on the street, is that the only reason we haven't heard anything more about the Commanders is they're just going to pay Ben Johnson whatever the hell he wants, and he's going to come in there and fix their offensive woes, and that's the case. Panthers could never convince Bill Belichick <laughs> to come to them, so let's rule out that possibility. Yeah, now, for them, that would be a slam dunk, like, you know what I mean, like dream kinda, higher. And it kind of feels like the Falcons are maybe talking themselves into Rable a little bit, right? Or Raheem Morris. Or Raheem Morris. It seems like they're kind of going a different direction. And I guess I haven't heard any more about the Seahawks who seem lost in this whole thing. Dan it was Dan Quinn, Quinn from the beginning. <laughs> and then, but Dan Quinn's free. He's available. You can hire him right now, right off the street. I'll say this. I think sometimes the quickness in which these coaches get hired tell you a little bit about the concerns related to their job. What is the one thing all four of these things definitively have in common? If I told you three years from now, their starting quarterback would still be the same. Would you say yes to any of those three teams? Absolutely not. You can't be sure Gino would be your starter in three years. Can't be sure that, I mean, whoever in Atlanta would be your starter this year. The Panthers, the same Bryce Young, can't guarantee him pass this year. And the Commanders also don't have a starting quarterback. I feel like, and again, you've said this before, and I don't think it's wrong, that the Commanders or the Seahawks or some of these other teams might have some appealing parts of their jobs, the Commanders being the most. Yeah. But when you have quarterback uncertainty, that's where sometimes I think you get stuck in limbo a little bit is, you don't become the team that gets the hiring first. They want to vet you a little bit too. And then on the, the trickle-down effect in college with Harbaugh taking the Chargers job, Michigan's opened up, but everybody believes that they're just going to promote. We saw this coming a mile away. Uh, that They're going to promote Sharon, uh, Sharon Moore? Sharon, yes. I think is how it's pronounced. Yep. They're going to promote him, uh, who already filled in four games this year. Seems like the succession plan. Think he's got a chance to pull other recruits because of uh, transfer portal. Stuff yeah, I mean, portal. it seems like that's the guy who would have to really fall apart. So I don't think there'll be a a coaching carousel opening back up in college football because I think they're just going to promote. Maybe there's a staff change because reports are that Harbaugh might bring his defensive coordinator. So there might be like coordinator carousel stuff, but it looks like head coach in Michigan, they're just going to promote from within. So that's good news for those of us in this neighborhood with uh, K-State, Chris Kleiman, and Lance Leipold. There's always that article in the athletic that... Brings up Leipold's yeah, name. Yeah, well, you know what's fascinating about this? So we all know there was the heavy rumor to Washington, and Leipold pretty much put that to rest with a, a tweet, and the reports were that they're getting close to an extension. Just want to point out. That hasn't been done. The extension's not official. Now, I think what's happening. Michigan ha- threaten I think you, what, I think that's what's happening. I think his agent, who clearly is great, Get a couple more uh, is like, hey, we don't need to, you know, let's wait till the carousel is really done just to make sure, just Before to make sure. Like, I don't think Leipold's going to Michigan for a variety of reasons. I also think they're just going to promote uh, more. But that to me is probably why they haven't signed the extension because he's like, you know what? I, like, I want to stay here, but you know, I'm going to just wait just to make sure. Yeah, I obviously think it's going to be more, but I'll all say if Michigan actually offered you the job, you'd be an idiot not to take of course, it. I mean, of course. you'd just be a fool. I, yeah, how could you be it's upset? It's been going great. It can't be have to leave. Yeah, how could you, you have no choice? The article in The Athletic was uh, Sharon Moore, uh, Lance Leipold, or Brian Kelly down at LSU yeah. as the three My names. My family. But, how could he go to Michigan? 
He's Southern now. He'd have, he'd have to revert back to his <laughs> yeah. to his roots. He'd have to get his get his northeast accent back, like where he's actually from. <laughs> uh, that is honest to God, one of my favorite clips of all time. All right, we'll see you in Columbia. Bring your Columbia jackets. No, that's not the right Brian Kelly. That, was also that good. one's a good one too. <laughs> that was a good one. That was another. <laughs> he thought he had really nailed that joke, man. <laughs> he really thought he nailed that joke. Yeah, he didn't, but. There you go. Uh, Coming up next, let's get right back into the Chiefs and Ravens, though. What are they thinking in Baltimore about playing the Chiefs in an AFC title game? Jason LaConfor, our Odyssey NFL insider. He also hosts at our sister station, 105.7 The Fan. He joins us next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Just getting started on a Thursday. Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Drew Nixon with you. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll get to... The challenge issued from the mayor of Baltimore. Now, it wasn't quite Cincinnati mayor from a year ago, but we'll play not you the... That, not that bad. It, it wasn't anywhere near that level. What a mistake that was from the Cincinnati mayor. I know Drew remembers that very fondly, Mr. Cincinnati over there. Uh, but we'll get to the, the comments from the mayor of Baltimore in a little while. But let's go out to Baltimore right now and welcome in our Odyssey NFL insider. It's J- Jason Lockenfora, host over at 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore and our Odyssey NFL insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Jason, good to have you on the show. This is uh this was the what I kind of felt was the original Manning Brady conversation people tried to have many years ago was Mahomes and Lamar and we've had like a 3-year gap but we're getting it finally. Yeah, I mean look, uh you can look at a 16 game sample size here of Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs and I, I look I understand, like, some idiots, like one of the guys I do radio with four hours a day, immediately said, well, it's got to be Tom Brady because Tom Brady has all the rings. But if you go back and look at Tom Brady's playoff history, you can't find a 16-game sample like this with Mahomes. I mean, you just can't. I mean, he is arguably and is, for my money, the greatest postseason quarterback in NFL history. I mean, Tom Brady's got a career passer rating in the playoffs below 90 this kid's at 106.7. The last eight games he's played, he's 7-1 and one with a 113.3 passer rating, 21 touchdowns, three interceptions, 280 yards a game, over 70% completions. I mean, he's thrown almost 600 passes in the postseason. In his career, seven have been picked off. Like, I mean, every year he's played at least two playoff games. This is what, the, the sixth straight year he'll play three? Like, yeah. I mean... There's nothing for what? And he's, what, 28 years old? So it's not like he settled in for three or four years, right, and then the team got good, and then, like, I mean, so you've got that, and then you've got Lamar Jackson, who is arguably the most dynamic quarterback in the history of the NFL. And they're going to meet in the first playoff or first championship game in this town since 1971. Like, yeah, that's a pretty cool backdrop. I mean, there's obviously a lot to this game. And uh, 
I think it'll probably live up to the hype. I, I do. I, I sure hope it does, Jason. And we were talking you know, earlier in, in the week about these two teams, and right now there's still some injury question up in the air, for, I guess for both, but certainly for, for the Chiefs here on the offensive line and their linebacker, Willie Gay. Yes. On paper, everything says this, the, the Ravens should win this game. I mean, I, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the other guys are 13-3 and three in the playoffs <laughs> with this kid as the quarterback. Yeah. They've got, a, you know, look, there's a lot of similarities here. They both have Hall of Fame coaches. Um, they both have coordinators at the top of their craft on defense. Uh, they both can run the hell out of the ball. They both can, can take away the pass pretty much across the board, but are a little vulnerable to the run. As we just mentioned, both have unique unicorn quarterbacks in their own way. Um, I, I think they're, they're, they're really similar, honestly. Um, I think it's a tight game. I think it's a close game. I mean, what, the Ravens three and a half? Uh, that's, that's not a huge number. I'm surprised, I'm, I'm surprised it's not under three, but, you know, I get it. Home field advantage and, and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's a toss-up. I, it, it, it really is. Um, I, I don't – I mean, anybody who's just like – and there are some out there, you know, who are like, hey, Baltimore's going to roll up, you know, what they do at home. They're going to score their 32 points, and that's that. I don't know, man. I I I, I really don't know. I, I think this will be nip and tuck all four quarters. Do you maybe think longer. A, do you think an appropriate amount has been made about Lamar Jackson and the lack of postseason success to this point, or was it too small of a sample size? Because he has seven turnovers in the games before the game against Houston, but you know I, he'd only played in a handful of games. I think you'd have to be pretty naive to think that. You know, the criticism of Lamar Jackson, especially from certain corridors and especially as loud as it got and as sustained as it was for as long as it was, if you think that's all about football, you know, I'd like to sell you, um, <laughs> you know, my poop-filled backyard for a million dollars. Like, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of subplots to this. There's a lot of subtext to this. And, you know, there's a lunatic fringe out there that will um, – Try to drag this kid down, no matter what. I say, kid, he's now twenty-seven. When you I look mean, at, I, no, I'm just gonna say, when you look like, at, I mean, Brady, like people are people are stupid. I mean, what Peyton Manning, like he didn't come into the league shot out of a rocket, going to the championship game every year. In fact, he didn't get there all that often, especially as much as you might think. Go back and look it up. You know, like we're spoiled by this Brady thing and then this Mahomes thing, but those are like that that. That's not normal, and, and even among their own peers, like nobody else was coming close to that, let alone historically. So, I, I mean, what's, Lamar's played in a handful of playoff games. You know, he was in a system before that had its limitations. Um, the cast around him has been farcical. I mean, what they did, the lengths they went to to not put people who were skilled players other than running backs around him for years outside of Mark Andrews was laughable. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to, you know, if you want to take that, you know, oh, well, he's only got four playoff touchdowns and seven turnovers. Like, if you wanted to take that and run with it, I mean, you could. You know, he, he also put up about 520 scrimmage yards himself against the Titans. Like, he didn't, they didn't lose that game. 
because Lamar Jackson. They lost the game because the defense couldn't defend play-action passes, and Derrick Henry ran wild on them. Like, so, yeah, I mean, again, they're running out of BS to throw at this guy. No, I think that's more than fair as we're talking to Jason Locken for our Odyssey NFL Insider, and Insider Calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Bent Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin, too. How do you see the Ravens attacking this Chiefs defense? Because we, we know the vulnerability is up the middle. Yeah. Buffalo had success. Uh, it looks like there's a chance, again, that Willie Gay Jr. could be limited all week long. We shall see the Chiefs linebacker. Do you think Baltimore is willing to j- just run it w- up with Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson all game long, or are, well, are they going to try to attack? Justice Hill. I think Justice Hill will have a big role, too. No, I mean, look, I, I, mean, I, I think they certainly are going to – force the Chiefs to show that they can mitigate the run game. Um, and they can. The, the Ravens can do it with multitude, multiplicity. Um, you look at the Chiefs, I think they allow five yards per carry when the other team's in 11 personnel, right? Generally a little lighter boxes, spread out, more wide receivers on the field, less tight ends. Um, that's a problem for the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are horrible uh, when two running backs or more are on the field. And the Ravens' tight end, Pat Ricard, is on the field not as much as he was with, you know, Greg Roman. He's not on the field 68% of the time anymore. But he, he's, they're still using the fullback as much as anybody. And certainly in this matchup, I'd be shocked if he's not on the field a ton. And the thing that they can do with the fullback on the field is it doesn't just mean it's power, you know, to the middle. It's not predictable. Um, they're so multiple with their personnel that, that you know, they, they – can run sprint plays. They, they can run outside zone. You know, they, they can do things that are more predicated on speed and not just power, even though the fullback's a mainstay. So I think both these teams, you look at what they do well, you know, and what the other team can't defend, especially in the run game, and it's sitting right there. The Ravens don't defend shotgun runs very well. Well, <laughs> Chiefs running a ton of them. Um, you know, you look at the Chiefs since Pacheco came back week 13, I think they're running the ball 47-plus percent of their runs are up the middle, far and away the most in the NFL. The Ravens, you know, they, their run stuffer, Broderick Washington, hasn't been very good this year. They'd rather keep him on the sidelines. They'd like, to, they'd like to be able to defend early downs in their base defense, which is predicated on versatile defensive backs being on the field. So, like, you know, but now Kansas City's using 13 personnel 24% of the time in the playoffs and not just 7% like the regular season. So can Andy Reid get heavy and, and run the Broderick Washingtons of the world onto the field to defend the run up the middle, and therefore now you've, you've got some things you can pick on more in the secondary. Um, don't be a chess match for sure, and I do think a lot of it will be predicated on the run game. And I think both these defenses are very vulnerable when it comes to that, specifically how the other team's offense is, is equipped to run it and the different formations and the different areas of the field the different personnel groupings. What do you think their plan will be against Travis Kelsey? They've got an incredibly talented safety set, but teams do different things. Sometimes corners, sometimes safeties, sometimes linebackers. Yep. And he's got his legs back. What will Baltimore's plan be there? I think it's probably a fair amount of Kyle Hamilton. Um, I mean, that's why he's here. He's a unicorn. You can't find comps. And, And that's sort of part of the reason why some of us, when they did draft him, were like, like, who, who, who is he? Like, where's the comp for a guy with these levers, you know, and this size and this length, being able to defend all over the field the way they think they're going to be able to? And it took some time to get there. Um, and last year was rough. And even the first half of this season, it was still a lot around the line of scrimmage. Um, 
but that he he he's making plays at all three levels, and he has such a unique body type. It's 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 difficult for the other team, and like I don't think he's going to be exclusively manned up on Kelsey all the time. But I think that's a matchup that more often than not they'll want, and I'll see how much you know Andy Reid fights to get him away from that. How often Kelsey's the guy in motion. Um, because Marcus Williams, they paid him a lot of money, but he hasn't been all that healthy since they paid him. And he's playing with one arm, basically, and against a guy like Kelsey, forget about it. And Geno Stone makes a lot of plays on the ball, has great instincts, does a lot of things well. He's undersized. He's not super athletic. Like, that's not the matchup, even for latter stage Kelsey. Like, you know, Patrick Queen is all tooled up, but he, he's still a little vulnerable in coverage. And, um, so yeah, I think I think Kyle Hamilton. Um, there'll still be times where you know it's it's second and long, third and long, and they've got a two deep shell, and he's he's one of the guys back there. Like that stuff will still happen, but I think he'll be banging in the slot with Kelsey a fair amount. Jason, it seems like the the city's pulling out all the stops. You mentioned what since 1971. This is the first time yeah. that the city's had a championship game. We were seeing yesterday. You got Ray Lewis coming back, T Payne yep. at halftime. I mean, what is it? I mean, is it truly just an all in effort this week there in Baltimore? Well, I mean, look, they, they have a legend of the game who comes back, you know, with regularity. So, I mean, it's not always Ray Lewis, but, um, and they've had like last year, I think they had cheap trick, you know, at halftime. Uh, they had Jimmy eat world last week for, uh, the Texans. So, I mean, this is definitely a jump up and as someone who'll be sitting in the upper deck, I definitely hope he plays his cover of War Pigs because it's phenomenal. <laughs> um, but, yes, I mean, look, it, I, you know, Mark Andrews is going to play in this game, and Mark Andrews, I'm guessing he'll be one of the last guys out of the tunnel, right, and that'll be nuts. And then, you know, uh, Sizzle, Terrell Suggs is going to come out with his Bane mask on, I would think. And Chiefs Ray's great Terrell Suggs. You know, Jason, right? that's that's Chiefs great Terrell Suggs. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that worked out well. Right, he got out of Arizona, went there. They, he, he showed up a little bit he here did. and there in he the playoffs. And then you got Ray doing the squirrel, and I would think if the Ravens win the toss, they're going to defer, and the crowd will be frothed up, and they'll try to get that early stop, you know, on the Chiefs if they can. I, I think that's probably Harbaugh's preferred game script. It's going to be a fun one, Jason. Appreciate the insight. You got it, guys. Enjoy the game. Thank you. There you go. Jason Lockenfora, our Odyssey NFL Insider. He does radio out in Baltimore on 105.7 The Fan. And our Odyssey Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. I knew about Ray Lewis. I didn't know that Terrell Suggs was coming back. It is funny because he, he won a ring with, with the Chiefs as well. I and, and none of us can listen to T-Pain this week. Those no, are the rules. No, 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 no. They faced Detroit in the Super Bowl. Not no m M&M. m Not that I had any plans listening to T-Pain this week, but... Uh, like I didn't have any plans. Like T Pain? No, but I didn't have any. What's your I, thoughts, Drew? When's, like the last, when's the last time you listened to T Pain? Though I yeah. listen to a lot of random hip hop, okay. like Spotify channels. So, All right. All right. so I come up from time to time, just you, like anything else. You're going back to like 2009, T Pain. Well, like a lot then? of my hip hop listening, like I'll listen to some of the newer stuff, like when like Kendrick Lamar puts out new albums and stuff. But for the most part, my era of rap is like. 1994 to like yeah 2010. I was gonna say the 90s hip hop is the 90s you do if, like. If correct? the Lions yes. get to the Super Bowl and the Chiefs are also in the Super Bowl on Radio Road, Drew, that is that is number one goal. Number you want to talk about just making the weekend out of we don't care anything else that happens. Eminem? If you can somehow convince Eminem <laughs> to come to our table on Radio Row, then it's a, it's a win. It's a successful weekend. In fairness, week. I think the hardest we ever tried for a guest that we didn't get was Martha Stewart.
She would not come on this station. Yeah. <laughs> Only national publications. Yeah. Uh, she was available. Had, this was before she was on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, too, you know? Um, and then also, I think Lil Nas X was there in Miami. Yeah, he gave me one of we those. Almost uh, he got, gave me the quick head nod, but he did not yeah. come on the show. We, he we, gave me the, like, what's up? Yeah. That was the end of it. So we'll see. We'll see if we're fortunate enough to be there next Big week. John. Uh, but yeah, Drew, Eminem, priority. That's a, that's a priority yeah, pick right there. Mind. We've had, we've if had. If you don't mind we've getting had, the single biggest person you could interview yeah. other than Taylor Swift, probably. At radio yeah. Row. Something tells me she will not be on Radio Row. If She's I, also on tour. But no. uh, we had Jerome Bettis and like Terry Bradshaw. But we're talking about, you know, we want some celebrities. If I walk around the corner and Marshall Mathers is behind me, <laughs> will both of your jaws just drop. <laughs> just put a microphone in his face and get him to say anything. Yeah, Are we yeah. all of a sudden? Just be like, have hey, have you heard of 610 Sports Radio? And he's like, what? 610 Sports Radio? Done. Job done. You've accomplished what, what do you think of the to. Chiefs? Uh, I think they're a great team. I love their quarterback. Thank you. That's it. That's all we need. That's, That's all we M&M. need from you. He appeared on the show. We mm-hmm. can claim that he appeared on the show. <laughs> and then nothing else matters outside of that. Did you see Carrington send out the stats of how often they show Taylor Swift on the screen, by so the way? There was, I can't believe some of you were freaking out about her, her on the broadcast. Some uh, online group did a, you know went through and actually studied just the percentage of time that networks allocate to showing Taylor Swift. Carrington put out the screenshot of this, um, and it is such a small number. 0.46% of the time she is on camera, which means 99.54% of the time, Cody, they don't show Taylor Swift. For all those that freak out, Tony Dungy saying it's ruining the NFL, 0.46% of the time is when the networks have shown her the exact breakdown against the Dolphins. The entire game was three hours and seven minutes. They showed her five times for a grand total of one minute and 16 seconds against uh, the Bills. The game was three hours and two minutes. They showed her five times as well. Duration, 20 Five seconds. It's like one Applebee's commercial. <laughs> That's what you guys are complaining about? To me, I, I think it is whenever they show Travis Kelsey. It, it doesn't matter. He's on the sideline. He gets a touchdown. He gets a catch. Every single time Taylor Swift is shown after. Like, why can't we just get a Travis touchdown a celebration and everybody's excited? Yeah, it's such a it, small it, that's fraction That's the thing of I think that bothers people. I think my more. comparison on, on Twitter was... Like, that's less time than they spend at the scoring table in a college basketball game for one stoppage of play. That's true. That might be over there for three and a half minutes. That's true. We see Higgins backside at the monitor more often and, uh, and for a and, longer and a period single, of time. It's yes. true. That's true. Like, like, I got way bigger beef with that. That might happen five times in a college basketball game. 90 seconds? That's it. I'm doing a new Taylor Swift song if they win this weekend. I'm going to do one third. I think you need to. And final. They go to the Super Bowl. We're covering another Taylor Swift. We'll play it on Radio Row. I think we've saved it for Radio Row Week. Yeah. So if you've got suggestions. Can I ask Eminem what he he thinks about it? Oh, gosh. I can do an Eminem cover probably, too, if we want. Uh, I can do some of his his songs by heart. So, like, I imagine the beat would be easier. If they play the Lions and the Chiefs are fortunate enough to get there, then maybe that's what. One Taylor Swift and one Eminem song? I want to hear you just go crazy. (laughs) <laughs> like Eminem did, Cody. And one, I don't know how you would be able to pronounce everything the way you want to, but it'll be, you know, the hardest part will be like relearning a lyric for a song that you know really well. Somewhere in this system, there's a rap battle between me and Rob Britton. And I did several, I like I did Eminem songs because I think he was getting ready to like be a special guest at that Super Bowl halftime show. So it's probably a couple of years ago now. Rob got destroyed. It was not even a close competition. I won by a lot. I did like one Jay-Z song and one, I don't remember what it was. Or one Dre song and one Eminem song. Yeah. That's what it was. Whoever that, that Super Bowl performance. We know uh, at this time last year, the mayor of Cincinnati uh, made some headlines. And it wasn't smart. You know, 
he, it wasn't smart. Some of the things he said, that's why we got the whole you jabroni thing. That, that was because yeah. of the Cincinnati mayor. You guys remember uh, from a year ago. Well, the mayor of Baltimore, I'll admit, didn't go to that same extreme. But uh, what do you make of the challenge from the mayor of Baltimore? This is Mayor Brandon Scott. This is the official challenge to my good friend, my brother, the mayor of Kansas City, Quentin Lucas. Your Chiefs, the champs, are coming in town this Sunday to take on my Ravens in the AFC Championship game like no other. Mahomes versus Lamar. And now this is my challenge to you. When the Ravens win, I want to let you know that you will not be getting from me, which I'm willing to wager, two dozen crabs from Captain James Seafood, a can of Obey, a video from me in a Chiefs jersey, and if you win, I'm willing to turn City Hall red. Are you willing to return the favor? Mr. Lucas, how confident are you in your boys? Because remember, the last time you were standing right here in this suite, in this stadium with me, the Ravens defeated the Chiefs. Okay. That's the produced video from the mayor of Baltimore <sighs> issuing a challenge. Except the challenge. I would like... Should he accept the challenge? First of all, yes. Cody, City Hall could could be purple no. next week. No, screw it. Oh, you know why? I would like. I know we try not to be political on this show. Oh boy. Oh, I think we need to boy. enact oh, boy. legislation that forbids mayors from these stupid videos anymore. I want them out. I want them out of the game. I'll be honest. It's so absurd. They're not good at them. What do they do? What is this like a half day shoot? He's got a professional video crew. Go fill a pothole or something. Govern. Do your damn job. Not send out these dumbass videos where I got to watch you offer up crab cakes. All mayors should be legally, they should be threatened with prison time if they make these videos making these dumb bets. Go do some real work. We all, you know what? I don't even have a real job. For all the people out there doing manual labor in the rain today, this man gets (laughs) to spend a half a day at his job just like offering up a 79-cent can of Old Bay. No. No, 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 no. Do some real work. I'm stunned this is your take. I really am because normally you're all about having fun. And that's what this <laughs> is. This is about just having fun, poking the bear a little bit. The Cincinnati mayor last year actually did piss me off because yeah, some of the things. That was, that was dumb. That, that was not smart. This this mayor, I don't, what was it, Scott, I think, or whatever, yeah. in, in Baltimore, he's... Just he didn't say anything bad, right? He didn't say anything bad. He was challenging, like the the most smallest form of trash talk ever. Saying, "Well, we beat you the last time," like the most smallest form of trash talk. I have no problem with this. You're acting like this, I dude. I tell this to Lucas. I tell this Cody's to acting. Face. Cody's you acting. Come on the show, and I'll tell him stop. You're stop acting like because these minute long videos were made and sent out. You're thinking that they were not able to help the homeless that season, <laughs> like and then year round. Like, come on, man. They could like, have like served soup in a kitchen oh, or something re- instead of this. Relax. Take the care of your Quentin Lucas sent a video. Video to the to Buffalo's mayor last week. He went to I think uh, uh, County Ice House or whatever it is with Joe's barbecue, and he did a video there. You, you're acting like he was there for eight hours. I bet you the mayor was there for a grand total of thirty minutes and did the video. It's all in good fun. No need. Now I don't want anything that he offered. I'll tell you that. Like I'm out. I don't need anything from you, Baltimore. I, mean, I like crabs and I, I like Old Bay seasoning. I, I don't need anything from Baltimore. I'm good. Thank but. you. I would if I was Mayor Quinn Lucas. I say. We're good. I mean, if you want me to do that, then sure. I'm confident. I don't need you to send me a damn thing, though. That's what I would say back. Just don't do it. I mean, it's fine. I, I You know, like, these just seem so frivolous, unnecessary. I mean, does it matter? No, but it, it also doesn't harm anybody unless you're the Cincinnati mayor last year where you're making dumb comments. 
Other than that, it's just in good fun. Who cares? We we made a bet with with uh, Buffalo Station years ago. We didn't make a bet with the Baltimore Station. I'm not the mayor. I don't have like a but real thing to do. But it's I got nothing but time to waste. You're acting as if the 30 minutes that the mayor spent actually prevented. I think it's like four hours. Actually, I think it takes a lot longer. Do you take, actually, did you see that thing? It's full production. He has a staff. He, he, he has, has a staff. Let Cody, him into he has the a staff. Studio. Well, that staff should be doing other things. Again. Get some cold patch and fill a pothole. So you think that, that the mayor produced okay. the beat and also flew the drone over the stadium? And... No, but that. But okay. you're making my point. How many people are we getting involved here? Was this a 20-person operation? No, not at all. Just to be like, I'll give you some crab and Old Bay and, and put some stuff up on the city hall? <laughs> so it says, Spec, did you hear that? Cody says he has nothing to do but waste time. Time for some extra work. That's radio. I don't have an important job. Nothing would have changed if you didn't do that video. Uh, I the, the, Baltimore's got plenty of problems. Nothing would have changed just because he didn't do the video, Cody. It's gonna be okay. There should have it's been be something right. to your point, Cody. For the, there's something that should have been enacted that the Cincinnati mayor should have given up his seat after they lost that game because of what he said last year. Oh, that man. was oh, he really that was atrocious. The Cincinnati mayor thing hated. is way different. That one was bad. Yeah, somehow we just lost. It's not even. I don't even see it in the system. Oh, anymore. okay. That was, that's why I've Can't been. Talk I've, to been I've been trying to. Been trying to find the Cincinnati Mayor audio. Anyway, what do you say, Joe Burrow? Is uh... yeah, we're ready. The Bengals play the Chiefs Week <laughs> Seventeen, is. and I've got nothing else to add. That was the second. One. Oh, that wasn't the. That ah, wasn't. That, that wasn't was the, the one that prompted the. Hey, J- Jabroni from Kelsey. It was this one. Hi, Mayor Bibb. Uh, my name's David Beach. Oh, that's the no. Cleveland mayor. I don't know. See, a lot of AFC title games, so, you know, we've got a lot of challenges it's from others. a lot others. of wasted time from mayors. It doesn't, it doesn't. Overall, though, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, are they are they irrelevant? Sure, but, like, it doesn't harm anybody. Instead of, instead of doing this, Q can, like, you know, go help the Royals help. She's a downtown side. I don't do anything with your time. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. family. I don't care. Do yeah. anything. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Thank you, Travis. Someone says too many mayors. The whole city of Cincinnati well, is glad out, that he said turn, that. It turns out <laughs> say we have too many cities just then, too maybe. Many, just too many mayors. <laughs> I did tell you, remember once, maybe I got something against mayors. I did once say on here, I was like, I don't know why all the mayors are in airports. Like, like a lot of celebrity do it or something else. Pay a voice actor. Why is it always like the mayors be like, welcome to the Kansas City International Airport. What do you want to be? Pay a voice actor. Stimulate the economy. You think when someone lands, if it, it was a different voice, they'd be happier? I don't think it matters. I'm if you really wanted to piss people off, if you wanted to piss people off, you'd have Patrick Mahomes uh, mentioning every single time someone lands in Kansas City. Hey, Super Bowl champion, soon to be three-time Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes. That'd be cool. That'd be great. That's what it should be. Yeah, it should be. Just Welcome to Kansas City. The most famous person who currently lives in your city that will record the, you're at the Kansas City International Airport. I mean, it doesn't matter outside of that. Yeah. Okay. The text line is split, by the way. It's definitely split. Half of them are calling me an old man, and then the other half some people also seem to just, agree with me. Also, so. some of it, some people just don't like the mayor, so that's a whole different conversation. That's, yeah, that's, against that's part of the problem. The that's, but I'm saying some of those texts are just simply for that reason, not oh, actually I that see. they have a problem with anything that... Just generally you know, don't like mayors. There you go. There you go. All right, up next, let's get back to the game. Damon Hughes will be in Baltimore on the call on 106.5 The Wolf. Uh, we'll get his reaction to what the Chiefs have to do against these weapons that the Ravens have, specifically Mark Andrews. That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.